What's up, everybody? It's Alex Leak and Friends NFL Podcast, back for another week. I'm your host, Alex Leak, and we have a special guest on the show, former Cal linebacker and eight-year NFL linebacker, Desmond Bishop. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Desmond. Um, for those of you that don't know, Desmond played his college ball at Cal and led the Pac-10 in tackles in 2006. He would be drafted by the Green Bay Packers in 07 and would play eight years in the NFL, including recovering a big fumble in Super Bowl 45. Let's start at the beginning, Desmond. You attended Fairfield High School in California, uh, lettering in football and basketball. Um, in your high school days, did you have going pro uh, in your thoughts at that age, or were you just enjoying sports? Um, honestly, I, I didn't really, I didn't really think of it. Uh, I don't think on the conscious level, I didn't think about uh, making it to the NFL. Um, I just, I just loved playing, and I figured I'd play until I couldn't anymore. So I played high school, and you know, I played junior varsity. Next was next varsity, next was college. All right, what's next after the NFL? So if it was another league after the NFL, I'd, I'd be trying to play in that too. So That's I was awesome. really just, just trying to play as long as I could. That's cool. I heard that I I read somewhere that uh, growing up one of, one of your idols in football was Lee Woodall, Niners linebacker. Yeah, 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 Lee Woodall. He um um, and that's why I do a lot of I do charity stuff because you never know how you can impact you know a kid. But Lee Woodall um impacted me because he played for the Niners when I was a kid, and he did like a signing um in, in my community, and from then on I just kind of watched him and. That's very cool. Um, you would attend City College of San Francisco in 2003 and 2004. What was your college recruitment like uh, coming out of high school, and what led to you attending San Francisco? against the 
best of the best. So um, I enjoyed that. That's awesome. Yeah, that had to be a lot of fun. Um, you would win a uh, you know, starting linebacker spot immediately and receive second team All Pac 10 honors your first year, leading the team in tackles with 89. Then in 2006, you would start all 13 games, win first team All Pac 10 honors, and lead the conference in tackles. You're the first uh, Cal player to lead the conference in tackles since I believe 1993. Um, was that something you took pride in? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, uh, I think, uh, you know, our, our goal in playing is to be the best team and, you know, be the best player that you can be. And, you know, to be able to, to, to do something like that, maximize my potential, um, it was definitely rewarding. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, then uh, what was your draft experience like? You'd be selected in the sixth round, pick 192 for the 2007 NFL draft by the Green Bay Packers. Did you expect to go higher in the draft, or were you just excited to get to be selected? I mean, no, I'm very competitive, so I, I definitely wanted to go higher in the draft. Mm-hmm. So honestly, the, the draft process for me was uh, was one of frustration because yeah. um, it was all I felt like it was all about you know uh, what you could do in shorts and a shirt, and not what you can do you know with the pads on and live rounds and you know having to think on the go and Atmosphere as a rookie. Oh, it was amazing, um, and I, I definitely got 
I kind of spoil it. Oh man, it's gonna always be like this. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would, I would, uh, my mindset was just contribute. I, I think I played, you know, mostly on special teams, but I just was trying to do as much as I can to maximize my opportunities and, and do the best I could to help uh, the team be successful. Yeah, awesome. Um, then in 2008, you had played 15 games. Starting one of them, you'd record 35 tackles, three forced fumbles, and a sack. The team would struggle in Aaron Rodgers' first season as starting quarterback, going 6-10. and 10. Do you think that all of the Brett Favre retirement, unretirement drama wore on the team a little bit to start the year? Did, did, 
Man, it was a tough game for me. Um, now, did you feel the extra hype for this game? As a fan, we really felt it, like, you know, all on the line. Packers-Bears, like, the biggest matchup of the two. Did you guys, you players, feel the hype going into this game? Or, or is that just a fan thing? Uh, yeah, I think it's just a fan thing. Okay. In this situation. Um, I felt like we were, uh, we were just better, you know? We were better if they were the Bears. You know, they were kind of like our little brothers. Like, we, 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 we knew it would be a tough game, but we, we just knew we were better. We would, in a way, we were feeling our momentum. Uh, we knew we would, we would pull it out somehow, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think for us, it was just like, all right, you know, another day at the office, let's just everybody make sure we clock in and uh, handle business and, you know, things should forward it where they should. That's a, that's a good mentality to have. Now, um, I have to ask, all right, as a Bears fan in that game, uh, there was the whole Jay Cutler issue with, you know, drama, getting injured, didn't return, uh, or returned for one possession in the second half, but wasn't able to go. Um, now, I want to give, I, I've always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, but when you see guys like Phillip Rivers play an AFC championship game on a torn ACL, it makes you question it. Cutler was diagnosed with a sprained MCL, and I was riding on the stationary bike for the most of the second half. Um, do you think it's fair? I, there was a lot of players like Maurice jones Jew, Darnell Dockett, even former Bears head coach Mike Dicka said after the game, quote, myself, I would have had to have been paralyzed to come out of that game, end quote. Do you, do you think that it's fair to uh, question Jay Cutler's toughness based on that? Do you think he should have finished the game? What's your opinion being a, a NFL player? Uh, you know what? Honestly, before, if you would have asked me this, you know, maybe, you know, at the, maybe even last year, if you would have asked me, mm-hmm. I would have said that, uh, you know, I wouldn't agree with it. I would have took the stand of, you know, you're going to have to pull me off this field on like a freaking, you know, ambulance to stop me from playing. Yeah. Um, as a player, you know, I took that perspective, but now I, I have a different perspective on the outside looking in and understanding the business of the sport. Uh, I think he was justified in not coming in. He shouldn't play if he was hurt or could, could potentially get hurt even more because nobody's going to say, wow, Jay Cutler was a, was a, was a beast because he went in on a tour ACL and when it's time to come talk about the contract, yeah. he's going to say, yeah, a tour ACL, so we're not going to pay you. It's not, he gets no brownie points from the business side saying, oh, you were a, you were a warrior. You went out there, you know what I'm saying? So when you take it from that perspective, you understand. It. So that's where the, the, the issue comes in, just based on your perspective, whether you're a fan, a player, a businessman, if you're understanding in your life, Generally, or you are closed-minded, right? There's so many levels to it. So, um, you know, that's kind of that's my stance. I would take now is man, you got to do what's best for your business because at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah, that's a really good answer. I like it. Um, good perspective. Now, you would start and play in Super Bowl 45 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You would record eight tackles, three tackles for loss, and a big fumble recovery late in the game. What a performance on the NFL's biggest stage! Um, what was that experience like playing in that on that stage in that huge game? Um, it was great. It was it was surreal, and it's, it's 
kind of uh, I still I still need a couple more years, I think, maybe to really recognize uh, what exactly you know kind of took place. But for me, um, I felt like it was just a natural progression. Almost like going from JV to varsity to college. It was like, all right, this is from going to you know being a special team player. Eventually, I'm gonna be a starter. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually I'll be a pro bowl. Eventually I'll be in a Hall of Fame. Like, I don't think about it. It's just whatever is in the next progression is. So it was like, oh, we went to the, you know, we went to the NFC, like the playoffs. Like the year before, like I said that, because I truly believe, I'm like, oh, next year if I'm starting, we'll win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. so happened that it happened. And not that I'm, I was the guy that helped win the Super Bowl. It's just, that's, that was my mindset, whether I was going to win it or not. Like, it was, I was always just going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think, and as we, as, I don't even know if the questions you have going forward, but if, if that's my mindset, so it was like I had so much more to do in, in terms of, all right, let me, you know, let me play enough, let me start enough so I can make enough tackles to be considered one of the best, to be the pro bowler, to be, to be all of the things that, you know, I subconsciously wanted. So when it got cut short for me, like that, that, that was, that was hurtful because it was like, oh man, like I can do it. Like I was going to do it. Like it wasn't even a matter of, oh, I needed to just work out. It was just like, it wasn't even a question. It was like, what's next? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I kind of went off tangent just to say that I, I never really. <laughs> no, I hear you. I think you have to have that kind of mentality to be a successful athlete. You always have to be like, self-belief has to be 100%. You have to believe that no matter what is thrown at me, I'm going to overcome it. And, you know, sometimes the mentally you're there and the body doesn't hold up and you play, you know, the most physical sport out there. So, you know, sometimes shit happens. Um, on uh, January 4, 2011, the Packers would sign you to a four-year deal. The Packers would dominate in 2011 going 15-1. And uh, you would play and start in 13 games that season, recording 115 tackles, five sacks, 10 tackles for loss, and two forced fumbles on the year. Uh, the season didn't end the way you guys wanted to, losing to the Giants in the divisional round. But again, you played well in the in the playoff game, recording five tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, I remember, you know, I saw something where you were saying you were ready to take that next step. You felt like you were ready to be the Ray Lewis linebacker leader for that Packers defense. Yeah, I mean, because it was, it's, it's the, I was just going off of uh, my belief and then just evidence, mm-hmm. right? You said my junior year I had, I, I, and, um, and uh, Cal had 89 tackles. The next year I had 106, but all my stats went up, right? Yeah. You know, my first year started, I had 103. Next year started, I had 115. Next, the next, and I started 13 games. I guarantee you that next year, I would have started a minimum of 14. I would have had more tackles, more sacks, more. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a question. Like, it wasn't even a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I was just going off the evidence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Check, my, check my, 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 my junior year in high school versus my senior year. And, you know, check. That was just my experience. Yeah. So it was like, I'm ready to do, I'm ready to take the next step. I was Pro Bowl alternate, okay, this year I'll be the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Like, nothing was going to stop me from doing that but injury, you know, and it was out of my control, you know? Yeah, I fully, <laughs> I fully believe that too. I think if you get, you know, a season with 16 games where you start and, you know, 
it wasn't that you couldn't do it because it's very evident. You were a great linebacker, a sure tackler, making you know plays in all the biggest games, but injuries caught up. Uh, a major hamstring injury in preseason of 2012. You placed on IR and missed the entire season, and then the Packers would release you in June of 2013, which was still pretty surprising to me considering the amount of production that you had while with the team. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans like to side with ownership on these contracts, like, oh, the player didn't hold up his end of the deal. The Packers here signed you to a four-year deal and cut you two years into it. You know, it's it's a two-way two, two street, and uh, the owners and the teams don't always uh, honor those contracts either. Right. So that's frustrating. Yeah, that's what I go back to telling you, like, it's a business at the end of the day. Um, and that's what it is. You got, you got to take care of your business. Yeah. Like, uh, like Marshawn said, you got to take care of your mentals and your chicken. That's, yeah. That was, that was some, that was some brilliant, that was brilliant. He was telling you something that was brilliant. Yeah. And now it's up to you to, to pick it up. You yeah. know, because there's a lot of people who you think is smart and dress in a suit or play in the league a long time and you assume that they know and, and they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as far as as far as the release from the Packers, I mean, honestly, to this day, I'm I'm still. I want to um one day I want to uh, talk to um I don't even know whose decision it was, but I, I would like to hear because I'm a coach now, so mm-hmm. I coach that cow. Um, but I I I uh, so I sent rooms and we talked about you know our players and you know like what we think and blah blah blah. And I, I still, to this day, I wonder the conversation that started when they went up and Ted Thompson and Mark and McCarthy, they were all sitting around a round table and all right, Desmond Bishop, what are we going to do? Like, I want to know what, I want to know the jury process. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you say? Like, what was the final thing? Like, yeah, all right, we're just going to let him go. Um, because from anybody who can see, and then myself, obviously, I'm, I'm biased with myself, but even the fans can tell, like, Something about that cut, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it said it wasn't right, and it's they can, they're the owners and whatever they can do with the other one if it's right, yes, and, but it's not. It wasn't the. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, wouldn't you want the best players to do so? Yeah. So why, like, how can you not see the, like y'all not dumb like the fans who barely know football saw that. So how did what did y'all know that we didn't know? So I'm like. What did they know about me that I didn't know? Yeah. That's why I was like, McCarthy, what did y'all know? Like, what, did, what was it? Did y'all know, like, I was going to, like, you know, get injured again? Because my injuries wasn't like I was just running and somebody, you know, I, I tripped over a, you know, pothole and twisted my knee. Someone act, it was like a, it was a fluke. Like, someone tackled and I felt like I caught under a pound. You know, bam. And then the next time I got hurt, Somebody was trying to cut somebody else, and I was in a way, and they rolled into my knee. Like that, that that's like not my body breaking down. That's like the game, you know, mm-hmm. just unfortunate situations. It wasn't my body. I was good. I was healthy. I was fine. So, um, you know, so that this essential. Oh, maybe you see, he was hurt. He was breaking down. No, that wasn't it. So we know that that wasn't it. My body wasn't breaking down. What was McCarthy? What was y'all's? Like, what was the what was it? Like, yeah, he's not good enough. Like, he ain't gonna, you know, he ain't gonna come back from his injury or, 
Yeah, and I mean, there is a little bit of in Green Bay, like a, a get rid of a you know a player and don't replace them, like getting rid of um, Jordy Nelson and they don't replace him, getting rid of Randall Cobb and they don't replace him and stuff like that. It's it's a little surprising, some of that, and uh, it's got to be tough. You know, you think from a fan uh, viewpoint, cutting a multiple one hundred tackler player you know it's an interesting move but i hope one day you you uh hear that and get some uh, yeah I, I think i think i know i think i know um i think i know you want to hear what i think this stuff well i think yeah yeah because i think in order because the, the tangibles that are important can't be measured yeah Honestly, uh, 
I just say I don't, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what, uh, I don't care. I, I, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, just think what you think. I, whatever it is, you know, good, uh, underachiever, overachiever, bad player, or slow, whatever it is, I respect your perspective. But mm-hmm. your perspective, like, it don't matter. It ain't. Like, I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. But, cause I think the people who know, know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people who want, the people who know, we know. Like, so it ain't, it doesn't matter. Can you still take pride in your eight-year career, regardless of the way it ended? Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Uh, um, yeah, of course. Like, without, without question, I think, uh, you know, I, I achieved, I, I did something that uh, very few could, could do. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so I definitely, I think if I, if I, if I didn't take pride in it, I'd be doing a disservice to, you know, all of the people who, who, who fell short somehow. Yeah. Um, I put them a disservice. So, no, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. Who, uh, one more question. Who, what coach along the way do you think, uh, do you credit with helping impact your game and getting you to be the best player you could be the most? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think all my coaches had um, some kind of uh, effect on me to help me become like a total player. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's. Um, but but yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't say the most, but um, just just different. Like Winston Moss, he gave you the freedom to, um, you know, what I mean, to just to be a creator. Just like he didn't hold you in a, a system and play a certain type of way. He gave you freedom to to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think my dad being, being, you know, demanding like the best out of me, like, you know, forcing myself to, you know, try to be better. Um, you know, my defensive coordinator at Cal, uh, Coach Gregory, Wilcox, like everybody had like a certain, you know, a certain impact and it all, it all kind of pieced together. That's awesome. Um, all right, well. Thanks so much for some of your time, Desmond. It was great talking some football with you, hearing some perspective, and talking about your great career. Uh, uh, I just want to say it was an honor to have you on the show, and uh, I want to thank you for like laying your body and mental on the line for the entertainment of fans and playing the game the right way and always with maximum effort. Yeah, no problem. All right, thanks for coming on the show, and have a good one, Desmond. All right, thank you. That's it. Alright guys, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, have a great week, guys. We'll be back with more episodes. Peace out.